Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. I'm going to be bringing you a message this morning out of the book of Ephesians. It is absolutely one of my probably top three books in the Bible. Love the book of Ephesians and the beauty that it brings, the power that it brings. And um, today this message is called In Him. Because, you know, we go through life a lot of times, especially now in this age of technology, and there's, there's so much packed. There's so much packed in this, right? There's so much packed, so much technology packed in, in my house, in my car, in, in my phone. And a few years ago, we had this amazing opportunity to go down to Johnson Space Center in Houston and walk into the control center where they launched men to the moon, in the 60s. You know what? They did that with, listen to me, young people. They did that with 64 megabytes of memory. 64 megabytes of memory. Your phone has 64 gigabytes, 64,000 megabytes of memory. They did that with 64, that we go through this life and we don't necessarily know everything that's packed into Things And this morning, I'm going to bring you a message that is going to remind you of a few things that are very, very important and necessary that you need to know that are in Him, in Jesus. But first, I heard a story about a pastor who bought a lawnmower at a garage sale, took that beautiful thing home, started cranking on it, trying to get it started, could not do anything to get it started, not a thing. So he returned it back to the guy he bought it from, and he said, I can't get this stupid thing to start. And the guy said, oh, no, no, it's easy. You just got to curse a little bit at it while you're starting. And he said, sir, sir, I am a man of the cloth. I do not do that. He said, you keep pulling that rope, you're going to. <clears throat> It'll come back to you. You'll remember. <laughs> It's important to know really the extent of all the things that are in him that are for you, in him and for you. See, Paul wrote this beautiful letter to the church at Ephesus, and uh, Ephesus was an amazing city. It was a huge port of trade between the Mediterranean and the east, and uh, they had a huge temple built to Diana, the goddess Diana, the Greek goddess, and, and, and there was just this bustling life. And I, and I think what's amazing is that God wrote this letter uh, and Paul circulated this letter to the churches in Ephesus. And, and, and in order for them to know that outside of this crazy, busy life, that your identity is actually in Christ. Your identity is in Jesus and not where you go, on a, not where you work. Identity is not in your past. Somebody say amen. amen. Identity is not in your past. It's in Christ. And so this beautiful letter talks about the supremacy of Jesus and those things that he brings to us that are ours, but they are in him. We talked about unity last week. See, Paul saw a church that was one, Jews and Gentiles all brought together in one. Verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 1, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And then he goes on to lay out this amazing descriptive, this, these amazing descriptive terms and talks about 
how Jesus relates to us and how he brings us into this family. That word blessed there is eulogeo, which is a compound verb of to speak. It actually is translated to speak well of. So God is speaking well of you. God is speaking well of you. I hope you get that this morning. He's speaking well of you in your life just as we speak well of God. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So evidently, he saw the need to disconnect people from their worldly identity and connect them to an identity in Christ. It, was, it, was, it had to happen. Because we live so many years on this earth and we think, I can do this, I've got this. But our identity is in Christ. And we're going to pour through a few verses in Ephesians chapter 1 this morning. Basically, kind of, kind of staying in about 7 through 14 for a good bit. But I'm, I'm here to remind you a couple of things that are just right out of the Scripture. Sometimes I love uh, really easy uh, messages that come straight out of the Bible. Anybody with me? Like, I can read that and realize, I understand that, I understand that, and yes, that's for me too. And this is one of those messages. I'm just going to grab a few things right out of the Scripture just to remind you that in Him, you are in Him. You have these things in Him. I'm going to read, and, and I'm going to read fast. Is that okay? I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 1, 7 through 14. It says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of His will, the mystery of His church, the will, his, the will of God according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. Period. In him, again, also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him, again, I think this may be pointing to Jesus. You think that's true? You think maybe we should just focus our eyes on Jesus? Just remember Jesus. Always. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Deep breath. <sighs> Exhale. Folks, that's talking about a future. That is talking about a future. The future you have in him. Three things I want you to write down if you're taking notes today. You have, a re you have redemption, you have an inheritance, and you have a seal. You've been sealed. Those are important things for you to remember as a Christian, as a believer. Those are important things to remember that this is the way God sees you. Listen, that word redeemed, number one, you've been redeemed. You have redemption. That's critical. It's for us to remember as, as, as God's children, we have been redeemed. You know what that word means in the Greek? It actually means, it's two words put together that means torn away. 
It's, it's, you're, you've been torn away from the old you. You've been torn away from the you that was headed down that path. You've been torn away from uh, a place that, where you didn't have a second chance, if that makes sense to you. That is a beautiful... The definition of this word redeemed is to recover by payment or other satisfaction. See, man, in, in Genesis, man chose this state. Man chose, unfortunately, to separate himself from God. Man chose that. And so God said, on the other hand, in him, I'm going to tear you away from that curse. I'm going to tear you away from that eternity of separation from me and bring you back into the fold in him. I love that. One of my friends this week uh, posted on on Facebook uh, a screenshot of his phone, and it was uh, a certain number of Chick-fil-A points on the Chick-fil-A app that he had stored up, and he was really proud of it, you know, and he said, and, and, and there were, it was a lot of points. It was a lot of sandwiches, a lot of nuggets, right? A lot of things that could be redeemed. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so he started this firestorm. And I said, I got to get in on this because I opened my app and I had, this guy had like 2,800 points. And if you know Chick-fil-A, that's a lot of sandwiches. Um, that's like five or six sandwiches free. I mean, you could eat for a week on that. And, and so I sent a screenshot of mine and mine was like 7,000. And it's down from 10,000. Then this other dude, this monster, sent a screenshot, and he had like 26 or 24,000 Chick-fil-A points. And I thought, I thought that's great and all, but, but we're talking about something that's greater. When we talk about this redemption, this is not something I'm doing, if that makes sense to you. right? I, I rack up all those points in life by doing, doing this, doing that. And, and see, that's what religion does. This is different than that. This is different. This is him redeeming you. This is him saying, you know what? You don't have to do that. You don't have to work. You don't have to do all those things to get God's attention. You are in him and you already have his attention. He says you are redeemed. Listen to this. Colossians 1 chapter chapter 1 verse 13 says he's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood. Another message of redemption. He's brought us out of darkness. He's brought us out of having to do ourselves to make this happen, to build a bridge to God when God built a bridge back to us with his son, Jesus. That is the most refreshing news I've ever heard that I no longer had to do to make God happy. I just had to be to make God happy. See, religion says, watch me, Lord. I can do this. I can make it happen. I'm enough. Look at me. Remember how Jesus talked to the Pharisees? Oh, you do all these things just so you can be seen. On the corner praying so everybody sees you. Oh, Grace says, I have been bought. I have been redeemed. I have been torn free from my past. I want to remind you this morning, you got to think about this excitement of the Heavenly Father bringing you back into His family. He's excited about that. You've been redeemed. Sitting in this place this morning, you have been redeemed. Number two, you've got an inheritance, man. Anybody ever received an inheritance before? 
kind of an amazing thing, right? Somebody else thought about you, and when they passed away, they passed something onto you, whether it's finances or things. It's a beautiful thought. Ephesians 1.11 says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Listen to this in the amplified version. That's the guitarist's version. Stephen, Potsy. Amen. In Ephesians 1.11 in the Amplified says, In him we also were made God's heritage. Whoa, hold on a second. We were made God's heritage or his portion, and we obtained an inheritance. For we had been foreordained, chosen, and appointed beforehand. That's what's so powerful about this is that God chose us, the Bible says, in Christ. He chose us when he chose Jesus to be the sacrifice for us. No matter what we do or don't do, he chose us in Jesus. He didn't choose us and say, you've done everything perfect. I'm so proud of you. I choose you. He said, before anything ever happens, I choose you because I choose my son. Folks, this is powerful. For we had been foreordained, chosen, and appointed beforehand in accordance with his purpose, who works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his own will. And it says he turns, things, he turns bad things into good in the Bible. We're saving. We're trying to set aside something for our children in the future. I read a story about the, the, the family... Uh, that runs, that has owned for over 100 years and still runs the Mars Candy Company. The Mars Candy Company, right? Um, and who likes chocolate? Anybody like chocolate? Who doesn't like chocolate? Ushers, will you send her out? I'm <laughs> just kidding. That's my mother-in-law. That, that joke didn't work out very well. That's my wife's mom, so pray for me. Uh, but, but in 1983, a company missed an opportunity for a product placement because... They didn't, they didn't choose this candy to put in the 1983 movie E.T. They chose Reese's Pieces, which is a Hershey's brand of, of dessert, of candy. And uh, so they missed out a little bit, but, but this company, Mars, this family employs a worldwide workforce of 70,000 people, and uh, they bring in $35 b b billion dollars a year in candy sales. So I think they're doing okay, right? And, and so in uh, Forrest Mars and his, his brother John took the family from their father, uh, Mr. Mars Sr. as co-presidents in 1973, and their sister Jacqueline was also, also became an heir when their father died in 1999. And so Jacqueline, Forrest, and John Mars, they have a net worth of $23.6 billion dollars. Each, each $23.6 billion. But folks, money is not everything. Money is not everything. And you've been guaranteed an inheritance now, standing in this place today for eternity. 
not only this life that we live, which is we already know is blessed by the Lord, but what we have to look forward to in the days and years to come. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, fade away, reserved in heaven for you. That is your inheritance. I love that God is so good that he's given us this inheritance. And he's also said, I wish above all else that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So that we know that this life on earth is supposed to be, is, is purposefully crafted by God to receive the blessings of God in this day and age, in our lives here on earth. And in addition to that, we have this amazing inheritance. What's beautiful about that is, is, is we need to live our lives seeing that inheritance. That should change how our daily lives, day in and day out, function. Looking forward to that, knowing that God's blessing is on me, is on you. That can be a life-altering, perception-changing message if you allow it. If you allow that to overwhelm circumstance, if you allow that to over, overtake maybe your, uh, your views of the past, your views of people, your views of relationships, there's inheritance waiting on you. What's so beautiful about that is this passage is sometimes even translated as we read a second ago, you were made God's heritage. You were made his inheritance. Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. What a beautiful thought. What a beautiful thought. Listen, I want to encourage you this morning. Live life like you have an inheritance. Live like, life like you have this beautiful thing that is waiting for you. And make these days the best they can be. Make these days beautiful. Make these days wonderful. Be thankful. Wake up in the morning. If you, have, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I challenge you to start your day being thankful for something. There, I, have, I, have this, I have this amazing Jeep that's sitting outside right here. And there's this issue with it that we've ha tried to have fixed. And sometimes it doesn't start. And so every time it doesn't start, she's heard me. If it doesn't start, she, and I'm going to tell on you, she gets a little frustrated. And I say, you know what? I'm thankful that I have this Jeep. And, and I'm frustrated too, but, I, but my words are saying, I'm thankful that I have this Jeep. And I keep talking. I'm thankful that I have this Jeep. I'm thankful that I have this Jeep. Maybe it's a little old. Maybe it doesn't start. But I'm thankful I have this Jeep. And, and you know what? It doesn't ruin my day. It doesn't frustrate me. Even if it makes me a little bit late, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just a thing. This is important to me. This is important to me. Number three, say number three, class. You have been sealed. You have a seal on your life. Such a beautiful thought. You've been sealed with, by the, with the Holy Spirit of promise. Again, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, it amplified. In him, you also who have heard of, ooh, it sounded like a basketball floor. Did you hear that? Not like we're doing some defense up here. Uh, 
In him you also who have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in and adhered to and relied on him. That's the focus there. Him. Him. You were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. That Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance, the first fruits, the pledge and foretaste, the down payment on our heritage. You ever made a down payment before? It's wonderful, but then you get the payment book after that, and you get the reminder that, hey, it's up to you, man. The Spirit is the pledge and the foretaste, the down payment on our heritage in anticipation of its full redemption and our, our acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of His glory. This is so beautifully speaking about our lives in Christ. You know, that word seal, seals have been used for thousands of years. My sister, when, uh, when we were young, <clears throat> when we were young, used to have to write these things called letters. You used to have to get this stuff called paper and put it down on a desk and have the, you had this thing called a pen. And it had a little ball in the tip and there was ink inside. It was amazing crafted technology. Great, wonderful. I'm aging myself. But my sister, she had a pen pal. Anybody ever had a pen pal where you actually communicated with somebody by letter? It's kind of an older type deal, but it's neat. She had a pen pal in Australia. And, um, and so she would write a letter and she would have one of those cool wax seals where you'd light, a, like it was like a, a candle. And you put a, a lighter under it and you drip wax on it. And, you, and it looked like a king sent it to her pen pal in Australia. And she stamped it with her stamp. She had this stamp that was her initials. And it, and it made it formal. And it made it important and beautiful, right? And, and, uh, and that word, that, that Greek word for stamp is sragizo. Say that, sragizo. Say it louder. I'm just kidding. Uh, it means, listen to what it means. It means to stamp for preservation or reservation. It makes it a little bit more personal, right? The Holy Spirit has stamped you for such a time as this, for a purpose. He's reserved you and preserved you. It's important that you see your life like that. That God was, that he so loved you. Remember when Jesus said, told the disciples, hey, listen, I gotta go, but don't worry because God's gonna send the spirit to be with you, you know, in my absence. That's such a beautiful reminder of a promise for us. Right, that we would be able to be here on this earth and have something to rely on. This Holy Spirit that has stamped you sitting in this place, or you watching online, preserved you and reserved you for a special purpose. Maybe you walked in this morning and <clears throat> maybe you've even forgotten kind of what your purpose is in this world, in this life. Maybe you're just going through the motions I believe God brought you here today to remind you that you are preserved and reserved for Him, for His use, to be a part of His family. You're sealed, the Bible says, when, when you believed in Jesus, set apart and guaranteed this inheritance when you believed in Jesus. If we read all through uh, the first part of this book, as, as I close this morning in Ephesians 1, basically one, chapter 1, verse 1 through 11, Paul lays out this amazing 
redemption in Christ. And we read a, 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 just a piece of it earlier. And I want to finish today by reading this because I really want you to connect personally with what the Apostle Paul says that Jesus brought you because you are in Him. And I want you to think about these, these words when they're read over you. And I want you to say, wow, that's me. He's talking about me. He's talking about me, a part of his family. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us. He chose you in Christ. He chose you in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You are blameless because of what Christ did for you. He puts no blame on you because of what Christ did for you. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, bigger, this adoption is bigger than this worldly relationship. This is, this is the creator of heaven and earth signing the legal document, standing in front of the judge saying, I want him, I want her as a part of my family. Adopting, grafting in, bringing you into the family according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made you, the Bible says us, accepted in the beloved. You are accepted. Nothing you do or don't do will ever make God see you in any other light because he sees what Christ already did. What he did made you accepted. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. You've been forgiven. Folks, those things that are in your past that maybe even dwell in your mind, in the minds of others, in God's eye, they don't matter. Because you're standing here, you're, sit, you're actually sitting here, in this place today, forgiven. These are powerful things that sometimes if we just read the Bible, we just cruise right through these. And today I want to remind you specifically that you're accepted, that you're forgiven. Listen to this. According to the riches of His grace, which He made abound to us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to the good, His good pleasure, which He purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times He might gather together in all things in Christ, both are which in heaven, uh, both are in heaven and which are on earth in Him. In Him, also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined. See, God laid out this plan to do everything He could to go the extra mile, to do what mankind couldn't do when He sent His Son. Purposefully, He cast the biggest net in history. Because he wants you in the family. He wants you to partake in these blessings, these things that he's made and laid out for you. He wants you to know 
that you're chosen. He wants you to know that you're blameless. He wants you to know that you're adopted. He wants you to know that you're accepted, you're forgiven, you're predestined. You are sealed by this Holy Spirit of promise. He wants you to know that. And this morning, if you're sitting in this place, maybe, maybe you've, never, you've never said, you know what, I, I didn't know that was all mine. Maybe you don't even know this Jesus I'm talking about this morning. Or maybe you're watching online and you don't know this Jesus. Some people say Jesus was a, a great man. Some people say he's a wise man. Some people says he, say he was a prophet. But the Bible says that he was God in the flesh. He was the only begotten Son of God, the only Son that God would ever have before He brought these sons and these daughters into the kingdom. And it was everything that He did that made us right before God. For centuries, mankind was clawing its way back up to God, one step after the other on the ladder of religion. What's so beautiful is that God bypassed all of that. And he kicked the ladder out of the way and he sent his son from heaven to earth to connect with us in a different way. So the pressure is now off of you. The pressure's off of me. It's simply that I receive this. It's no longer about me. It's about him. But... What I have in him is everything. So I want you to leave this place this morning knowing that. And if you've never said that you trust Jesus in exchange for all those things, you're tired of yourself, you're trying to make it happen yourself, today's your day. And I want to say that the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the simple gospel, this is the easiest to understand, is that Christ died for your sins he was buried, and on the third day, he rose again and ascended into heaven, according to the scriptures. It was predicted for hundreds of years before it happened. And people were watching it happen, still not believing. It's amazing that we're on this side of that ascension, but we know Jesus did that for me. And if that's you this morning, if you're saying, you know, I've never trusted Jesus. I've never said, I believe in that sacrifice. Today's your day. And if that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you'll be saved. It's a very simple, God is an inclusive God. He's not an exclusive God. He's not trying to find a way to kick you out of heaven. Unfortunately, a lot of mankind uh, believes that and, and speaks that. God is an inclusive God. He's doing everything he can to make sure you know you're a part of his amazing family. And so today, if that's you, if you want to receive this forgiveness, you want to receive this second chance, fresh start, I'm just going to pray. And you can lend your faith. You can say, I believe that. I believe Jesus is Lord. I trust that what he did was more than enough, more than enough that, than I would ever need. So Father, I thank you, Lord, for this amazing, amazing day. Lord, those that are extending their faith and putting their faith in Jesus, your son's works. Lord, that burden has just been removed from them. Living life the same old way. Feeling all the pressure that this world puts on them to perform and get it done in life is gone. 
Lord, this morning, we receive the free gift of grace so that we would reign in life. The Bible says, you receive that free gift of grace, you will reign in life. And this morning, we receive that unmerited, unearned favor of God on our lives. And we say, thank you, Lord, for that amazing sacrifice. When everything was dark and bleak and we didn't know where to look, you sent your son to help us, to walk with us, to support us, to love us, to offer us a second chance. So Lord, for those that have put their trust in you this morning, I pray a blessing on them that today is the first day of the rest of their lives. They would see this relationship with Jesus as something that is so beautiful and, and so easy to cultivate, spending time with a friend. I pray peace over your people. Peace in their minds, peace in their hearts, peace in their bodies. Lord, that we would walk away from this place and knowing that we've been redeemed and, and knowing that we have this amazing inheritance and, and the fact that, that you have sealed us with this Holy Spirit of promise. Lord, I pray that we walk out of this place knowing ourselves differently because of being in him. And so God, thank you for a new day. Thank you for a fresh start. We breathe in your goodness this morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I thank you, Lord, for your family growing and extending. We are here in this place to let people know who Jesus is. And this morning, we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.